back, you can play it over and over again, you could take little excerpts, you can mix it, you could fuck with it even. You could even yeah, you yeah. could even mix it around <laughs> to make me sound like I'm saying I love Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just said it, so yeah, there exactly. you go. Oh shit. Yeah, I don't have to mix anything now. <laughs> fuck. I had a secret affair with Travis Shaw and yeah. I love Donald Trump. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's finally out in the open. The reason why I'm pissed at Travis Shaw is because he doesn't love me. Yeah. Damn it. My daddy wants you to know a lot of the episodes have mostly clean language, but this episode has some words in it that aren't meant for all ages. So, if you have kids like me in your house, you may want to put some headphones on for this one. You've been warned. Done, done, done. Tervetula, which is welcome in Finnish. We are nowhere near finished, by the way. That was a horrible joke. But every once in a while, you got to drop one of those dad jokes. You know, it's daddy unscripted. You kind of expect that from us dads. I um, hear a lot about that from my normal job, my nine to five employees. So I, I dropped the dad joke. What am I going to do? But welcome, everybody, to Daddy Unscripted. Uh, my name is Tim Wheaton. I am the creator and the podcast host of Daddy Unscripted. I am very proud to bring to you this Fork in the Road episode with Joe Bruzzese. Also, you may know him as just simply Bruzo or Joe Bruzo. He is a force amongst Red Sox and uh, Boston Bruins fans in the world of Twitter, a force to be reckoned with. And we talk about that a little bit in this episode as well. But he and I go into some very passionate discussion about a great many things that we both are very interested in and that we share common interests in. So you'll learn a lot more about uh, Joe and what makes him tick um, and what makes him a ticking bomb sometimes. And I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Like my daughter said, there's some language in this. Uh, there's a lot of language in this. So make sure that you are aware and ready for for the F-bombs. There, There isn't a ton. Uh, it's not like a Tarantino film or anything like that, so don't don't get too scared away. Anyway, so we are here and happy to bring this episode to you. So sit right back and enjoy this fork in the road conversation with myself and Joe Bruzzese. He's just like, it's just like uh, Will Middlebrooks, you know. Yeah, he, he reminds me of him. You know, I mean, dude, I, I almost had a man crush on fucking Mil Will, uh, Will, uh, Will Middlebrooks because you see yeah. how he's handsome, chiseled. He yeah. looked good at the plate. He looked good. And then he fucking, I don't know what happened, man. He just fizzled out. Now, I almost bought his shirt. I almost bought a uh, Mil, uh, I can't, I just called him Mill Middlebrooks. So that's his fucking name now because <laughs> I'm not even going to try to fucking myself now that we're recording well now you've got to do one of those custom made jerseys and just yeah. put Whittlebrooks on it <laughs> see how many people uh, catch that exactly <laughs> so uh, you know i just saw that um this is beside the point but uh, uh carrie fisher's mom just fucking died yep 
what the fuck a day after yeah, yeah that isn't yeah. connected that's connected dude i'm sorry I'm oh sorry. absolutely they said she basically had a stroke they they thought she had a stroke and Boom. yeah it's crazy i mean we're kind of like we're just at that age where that's what i, I was guess, gonna say yeah that's what i was gonna say it, it, that, that that's what it is that's what my dad said too he's like dude it's like everybody's you know i mean peter fonda's getting there and Keith Richards is getting there. Greg yeah. Allman's getting there. Fucking, yeah. I mean, especially the musicians. I mean, Paul McCartney's fucking getting old. Everything. Yeah. If you really want to get into it, like Bob Weir. Yeah, Bobby, dude. Phil Lesh. I know, man. Phil, forget it. I mean, when those tickets just went on sale for uh, the Shoreline shows, that thing in me, you know, I mean, of course I want to see the band, but it's also kind of sad. Like when I bought the tickets, I'm like, fuck. You know, I don't know how many more times this is going to be able to happen. Right, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, because for me, Phil Lesh is Phil Lesh without Bob Weir. I get it. I love him. He's a grandpa, the bass. I love what he does. But when Bob Weir goes, there's no more dead. I mean, they can't right. they can't do dead and company without Bob Weir. I mean, right, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, the only, the only reason, I mean, even I love Phil Lesh's stuff. I mean, I... I can't. I could spend a whole segment on that, but I, you know, you can't do a. I mean, there's Phil Lesh and Friends, but then there's Dead and Company, man. Dead and Company without Bob Weir. Like, come on. Yeah, and, and and the Let Phil Sing thing was really only good for one song. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I can only take so much of Phil's vocals. Me too, man. Especially at Fairly Well, I was like, oh man, poor guy. I'm yeah. like, I love you, dude. <laughs> Please, that let tracing. Exactly. Yeah, that's when it became let tracing. Yeah. Anybody. Let them sing. We are here for our Fork in the Road episode of Daddy Unscripted with Joe Bruzzese, uh, otherwise known to a lot of you as Joe Bruzo or just Bruzo. But he is he is that guy. He is uh, Joe Brzezzi on Twitter that a lot of you have grown to love and uh, know as the very, very passionate Boston sports fan and the incessant lover of the Red Sox. You got to love them. You got to hate to love them and love to hate them and (laughs) go through all the ups and downs. And (laughs) yeah. So, uh, Joe, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be back. You know, we stepped away for a little bit, but for those of you listening, it's been a week or or longer since you hopefully heard his daddy episode. And if you didn't, you can go back and listen to that now or after this or whatever with technology. It's amazing. But we are here to do our fork in the road, which we kind of figured will involve both sports and music because we are akin. We are soul brothers in our, our passion of both things. And we happen to um, match up in many ways on both of those. And it sounded like a um, <laughs> uh, non, non-heterosexual non dating uh, advert. But, um, That's all right. <laughs> yeah. but, My family uh, will love it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, your family in Boston is going to love that. I'll send them each a copy yeah, I knew it. One you you were saying how you were yeah. wearing the apron out there, and you're talking to this other guy in California, and you guys are sending voice texts to yeah. each other. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> that's fucking fabulous. That yeah. is so great. Seriously, I'll send him a link. 
There you go. Yeah. You can just put a, a big rainbow on it for them. And they'll <laughs> make sure that they understand what they're stepping into. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so we were just kind of talking uh, before we officially kicked this off about music. And that made me want to start the episode because I want to get into that part with you because we are both very much into the jam band scene and um, are yes. uh, very much into the Grateful Dead, old and new and fish and all of that. So take me back to where that started with you. Where did your musical cultivation come from? It's funny, you know, um, it starts with, it would probably start with the Almond Brothers. My dad is a Almond Brothers fanatic. I mean, I woke up every fucking morning of my life listening to, you know, Fillmore East, just like constantly playing on the record player. That need a peach, just like grew up with. Mm -hmm. The Dead, my dad was basically kind of like, he knew of the Dead, but he wasn't really a dead head or like, he, I think he had American Beauty and uh what else did he have what's the cover? maybe working man's yeah, dead working man, yeah working man's dead yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and then you know it's kind of like he grouped them together kind of like how he would i think he even has two u2 albums like war and unforgettable fire or something mm -hmm. you know like he kind of dabbled into the but uh jam band wise i think the almond brothers man he, he dragged me to almond brothers shows everywhere i mean we even went on planes to see the Almond Brothers. I forget wow. all the places we went to see the Almond Brothers. Uh, huge Almond Brother fan. He's now a big uh, Derek Trucks fan. So basically with Fish, I mean, this is a weird story. Uh, my One of my buddies who actually helped cultivate my writing of guitar in my style when I was writing one day, he's all, you know what? This was a long fucking time ago. I think this is when Junta... Mm -hmm. came out i don't know the year of that I, you need to seriously listen to this guy and you know this guy trey anastasio and i think at the time i don't even know is trey italian or is he i don't know what he is but it's either greek or italian but at the time i think i was so young i'm like oh dude he's italian you know let's listen to him yeah i think and, italian and then he put it on and that was it so basically i didn't hear junta until it must have been like 90 or so then right before we moved out here anyway so the grateful dead basically not until this is really weird probably 98 or so oh okay like like honestly like i was pretty trapped in my own like as a musician i was kind of trapped in my own web of my own stuff so i kind mm -hmm. of i knew a lot of my friends were into jerry garcia and and probably more more jerry garcia than the grateful dead like all my buddies had like all of the volumes of, of Jerry Garcia, like the Jerry Garcia mm -hmm. band, him and uh, it's the black dude. That, Saunders. Saunders. Yeah. 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 Um, just amazing stuff. And and then what kind of brought me into the dead even more, more passionately was, you know, four years ago with dead and company coming. I mean, I, I was, I'm basically like, if you cut me in half, I'm fish. I mean, fish was my, you know, fish is mine, like mine, like, like my dad's, you know, like the Almond brothers were my dad's, but the dead has become, it's kind of, I'm not ashamed to say this kind of like, it's a new bike for me. I mean, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It, it's, it's 10, 15 years. It's not like, you know, like from birth or, you know, like hearing them when I was on a tricycle in the garage or something. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, and you know, I can actually 
I could really give a kudos to, um, I mean, Bob Weir's rat dog got me kind of back into them again, like when that came out and then it's kind of like, you know, John Mayer, to be honest with you, man, when my friends told me about dead and company, I laughed. I'm like, mm-hmm. shut the fuck. Okay, great. Good. Get out of here. I don't fucking care. I'll go see fairly well. I thought it was amazing. It's the dead. Well, don't give me this fucking John Mayer shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I know the guy's a virtuoso because I know the music industry and what he's about. He's fucking phenomenal. I remember telling everybody he's phenomenal, but get him away from me. Like, I don't want to fucking see the guy with dead and company. So my brother-in-law takes me to fucking dead and company in the city. And that was it. I was like, my fucking balls were blown off, man. I mean, I, I was one of the last guys I think to accept it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yes. Fuck yes! <laughs> Holy fuck! It's new! It's beautiful! Yeah. It's fucking, what have you done? Like, yeah. you know, what have you done to this music? But um, what about you? I mean, are you, were you that scared of Dead & Company? Or were you accepting it first? Or was kind of- um, I, th- I think I was, I was more accepting of it because I had kind of... John Mayer is John Mayer. Like, his old stuff, like... Yeah. It's it's elevator background music. It's not bad. It's just sugary sweetness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's lovey, lovey. Um, daughters and Bubbles. all that stuff. You know it's it is what it is. But when I heard his trio stuff that he was doing and his bluesy yeah. stuff, and heard him cover Hendrix, yeah. and there's even a version of uh, what I went back to, and I remembered playing this for my brother, who's a huge fish guy. I turned him on to the dead years ago and he, it took him a while to finally come back to that. But I tried playing him this song that is on an album. I, I think it's maybe called where the light is. It's a live um, double disc John Mayer thing. And it's, it's what, originally came out that had free him playing free falling and whatever on it. He does a version of gravity on that, which gravity is a, you know, it's a pretty melodic, cool song, whatever it's, you know, it it is what it is, but there is a long version of that on that album that you can tell if you haven't heard anything from him that would signal to you that he is an amazing guitarist that would be a definitely a clue in tune for for people to hear. And I used to try to play that for some of my friends and everybody would basically like turn their noses up at it and say, it's John Mayer. It's still yeah. John Mayer. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. But I think the partnering of him and the band to me was kind of, you know, it, it was kind of that I know he can do it. But what is he going to bring to it? Is it going to be too bubblegummy? Is he really going to stretch himself out? Or is he going to, which, is it going to be the water tainting the oil or the oil tainting the water? You know what I mean? Yes, I totally know. I wasn't really afraid of it. And, and, uh, I think it was fantastic. I mean, if anything, you know, I felt like, um, some of their age kind of, slows it down a little bit and and hence you bring in j-rad to the picture uh, that's yeah. a that's a completely yeah. different ball of wax you oh, know god 
It's really cool. You you almost need a diagram for some of this, the way that the tendrils kind of come together. But so originally I got into Benevento Russo because Joe Russo played for a while with Robert Walter oh, wow. um, in Robert Walter's 20th Congress. Have you heard any yeah, of their I stuff? Have, yeah, I have. I have. Okay. Don't so doubt, man. I love yeah. Robert Walter. Like he basically reignited my hidden love for for the Hammond like and his B3 work and whatever like you know my brother used to when we would go to shows he would comment on it and be like I never kind of imagined you as somebody who would really dig on keyboards and god I I used to just love going and watching uh 20th Congress and it was also you know Cocheme Gastelum, who was on the saxophone and the flute and whatever. And they were just so, so good. And then Joe Russo started playing with them. And when I saw him for the first time with them, my mind was blown. I mean, he just what he was doing and playing sometimes, you know, the drums or the cymbals with like his elbows. And while he was doing stuff, I was like, what in the world is this guy doing? He's amazing. So I remember and I've told Robert about this. I've seen him a couple of of times and been able to uh, talk with him. And it's really kind of funny. And um, I remember a show down in San Diego um, I think maybe at Winston's and God, this was, if I had to put a year to it, maybe 2001 or two. And I was talking with him after the show and this kind of Wookiee-ish deadhead comes up and, um, you know, in his tie dye <laughs> and whatever. And, you know, you could smell him before he was walking up. Yeah, yeah. Um, apologies to other people. Um, and, <laughs> He kind of interrupted us and was like talking. And then he was like, Hey, what, you know, what about the dead? What do you think about the dead? And, and these guys and Robert at that time was like, I, I, I'm just not really into that. You know, I, I played jazz and, or boogaloo or whatever he was calling it. And, you know, I listened to a lot of that stuff, but I've just, I've just never really fancied them all that much. So it's really funny to me now how, all of this has kind of taken this turn and not saying that Joe was that same way, but seeing how all of these guys that were more in these kind of jazz groups, you know, uh, Benevento and Russo being involved in uh, J rad and Robert being in with Mike Gordon in with his band, there's like all these different kind of, fingerlings that have gotten pulled into the the core of it and it's 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 really cool to have seen that all kind of taking place from you know back in 2001 2002 to now 15 years later of all this yeah i don't know so that so that was kind of my first experience with with russo and i still have yet to see J rad because we were supposed to go um, this year when they were local and unfortunately it wasn't able to happen. So I've yet to witness them live. Yeah. I can't wait. I haven't seen them live yet either. I, I missed them in Oakland. They were there the day before I was there at the Trey, Trey Anastasio band. And I was like, wait, what now I'm all signed up on their stuff. So I won't miss anything like, yeah. you know, like the Twitter and the, I mean their email thing. And I, I you know, I always research, but I'm not going to miss them. They, um, I, I got into to Russo and I mean the two of them because of uh, you know I'm, I was a 
I still am, but I'm a huge Medetsky Martin and Wood fan. Like they, mm-hmm. they brought me cause uh, a lot of jazz when I was a teenager, I was such a, I mean, my music took me into a lot of Miles Davis, of course, and fucking Coltrane and all that shit. And when, it, you know, Medetsky Martin and Wood kind of branched that for people, mm-hmm. you know, I, they really did. They fucking kicked that shit down. They completely yeah. just said, all you over here, listen to this shit. Come over here for a bit, you know, and let me show you this a little bit. Let me fucking show you this shit. And then from that jazz, they became psychedelic. I was just rabid looking for that again. And that's when I found Benevento Rusudo. Like I was like, okay, you know, I need a drummer, but that drummer, man, like he just, I mean, you know, he's got bells and shakers, and whistles, and doing shit with one hand. And it reminds me of, of, of Russo so much. They're just like, they're, they're like, they are a drum. You know what I right. mean? They are yeah, a fucking drum. They're like, it's incredible seeing what they can oh, do fuck. and imagining how they are putting all of that together, not only with what they are doing. That's what astounds me as somebody who is not a musician. I mean, you are the ability to kind of be in your own universe with what you are doing. And then, I mean, especially for a drummer, but linking it up with the other musicians and keeping the backbeat is, I mean, that's, that's like, yeah. And then, you know what? I mean, what you're just saying is completely why Russo has this, he's making, and there's, there's a, I mean, there are drummers out there that can do this, but they are so hard to fucking find, man. And I'm saying, I don't know if you've heard of uh, the Brian Blade Fellowship, Mm-mm. but he's something you need to check out. However, uh, uh, Brian Blade, this cat, is and and Russo is this way, and Billy Martin is this way. Like they aren't just drum. And I've I've taught this to people before. Like I'm out of my mind right now, so I'm rambling. But the, the difference between drumming and turning it into a communication tool, where they're actually he's writing the music, like, and then people go, "What do you mean? What do you mean he's writing the music?" And I'm saying, "Well, because the the energy and the and 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 the love that's coming off an innate object that." The tones are, you know, drum a drum, drum drum a splash splash, kick it. You know, it's it's these are dead sounds that are somehow turning into this warm, you know, like 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 the chorus vibrato of a fucking of a guitar pedal or so. Like this, like they're giving it. It's not beat anymore. It's fucking like it's song. Like there's fucking song in that shit. Like right. I mean, I mean, I love the Grateful Dead, but dude, fucking please. I mean, Billy, he dri- he drives me fucking. He drives me nuts. Like I just, I want to, I fucking want to just kick something when I listen to him. Because when I was listening, when I was watching uh, fairly well, and I was with my two buddies who they'll never forget the experience because I was just going the whole time. I was going, you know what the fucking problem is? The problem for Trey, 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 the fucking dude, he can't go nowhere. The fucking guy can't take off because the drummers, and I love them to death equally, separately, and together, but they, mm-hmm. they, they can't fucking propel them to anything. They're just like kicking rocks. It's right. blah, 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 And I'm, you know, Mickey Hart, he's different. He's got his own thing going on. I get He's got some energy going on over there. You can't hear it as much unless he's doing the drum solo, but he's definitely given the vibe in that music, like with the drums. But that Russo man, I just showed him to my dad again during the holidays, like Christmas Eve. He's all, hey, put on that fucking trippy shit uh, live from, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm all oh, live from Boulder. It's actually that show on on YouTube, live from Boulder, just recently that they did. Oh and yeah, it's just like 
fucking, he's all that drummer. He's all, I just can't keep my eyes off him. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, he's like, you know how like people thought Keith Moon was a good drummer mm-hmm. for the Who? And he just pounded and he had that energy. He's like a smidget of that energy of that little elf that can come out of a drummer. That like yeah. a true songsman, like a, not just a blat, 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 you know, like fucking real love coming off that shit. And that's, right. that's fucking rare, man. Like Fishman. Yeah. Fishman's got it going on, man. He's got yeah. both going on. He's got love and nerd all wrapped up in one little bow, you know? You know what <laughs> I'm saying? One little bow. Yeah. One little bow. One little dress. Yeah. One little dress holding it all together. Yeah. That is, I know I've sent you music of Umphreys to check out. And I don't know if you've watched them on YouTube at all yet. I have. I didn't send you anything YouTube wise to watch, but you have to see them when they actually in March, they will be in. And I don't know how, how far is uh, the Fox in Oakland from oh, you? Dude, that, that, I, that right across. I mean, I'm right across the bridge. So, Oh, you've you got to go in oh, March yeah. when you watch them. I like, have to see them. The real, like being able to, they have little like hand signals for key changes, for um, what they're going to do, timing changes, whatever. And it's just a full show of, I mean, everything now, like their lights are amazing. Like, I, I I would be hard pressed to choose a better lighting person, whether it was uh waffle wow. with Umphreys oh, or CK five with fish. I mean, oh. their lighting is amazing, but then watching their communication with each other and what they do and watching, you know, all of them play on their own and together is just, it's such a treat. It's, it's really like, Phenomenal, very, very enjoyable. Yeah. Phenomenal fucking musicianship. That's yeah. what I have to say. My only, like if somebody put a gun to my head and said, what's on free McGee? I'm like, uh, phenomenal musicianship. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, blown, I was blown away by what I heard. I'm kind of ashamed that I haven't got on the bus. It's kind of that weird, you know, when I first heard them, I think somebody had played something for me and it sounded so hard. Mm-hmm. Like, like heavy, like I heard, a, <clears throat> you know, yeah. like a, and I was like, Oh no, like that's yeah, not yeah, yeah. for me. But now that I had gotten deeper into their thing, like once you know what their thing is, what yeah. they are is they're just fucking geniuses. They're like little genius fucking elves, like just playing their little fiddle things so eloquently and so fucking well rehearsed and like, yeah. they're perfect. I mean, I, I was listening to them and I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, okay. Kind of like yeah. metrics, like, uh, yeah. like the meters or something. Like just you, fucking- you know what? You know what you would really dig is they have a thing on uh, Spotify that's called From the Hip, From which the hip. is a set of improvisation. And it's with uh, Joshua Redman, who they oh, play no with a bunch. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. He's and my you favorite, would- man. Come oh, on. Oh, God. Him and Brad Meldow and fucking, oh, dude, come on. Yeah, he plays with them a lot and or I should say a good amount. And they did a show last or was it the beginning of this year in January um, at the Orpheum in in Wisconsin. And I think 
Brendan starts it out by saying, give us a key to play in. And they pick whatever key somebody yells out. And the entire set is just improv. Oh, my God. And it's amazing. Oh, you would you would oh. love that. Yeah, I fucking love that, dude. From the hip. I just wrote that down. So let's go. Let's go now to some sports stuff. Yeah, man. And uh, I mean, you're you're from Boston, so your town, baby. Your yeah. your love for them makes a lot more sense than mine. But but how how uh, involved was your family in that, or or is it you know was it, it was, was it you dad. with your kids friends it was, oh, okay it was my dad i mean my dad always had uh you know i mean the radio on always and he had my dad's famous for having the little transistor in his pocket like mm-hmm. always having the game on you know he uh, he's 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 a big patriot fan though as well and i have to i have to say the difference here because he uh, i i mean i don't like football i mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not a football guy at all. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody touches me and falls on top of me, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like I, I, I can't take it. It's not friendly fucking shit for me. Like if you're tackling me, I we're fighting. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, don't touch me. Like it's disgusting, but I love Tom Brady and, and I'm not afraid to say that. Yeah. Me and too. I've, I've watched football because of John, Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And I even like Steve young. Cause I was out, I mean, California thing, whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, my dad, my dad is such, but he's, the Red Sox would infuriate him. And I think I grew up with a little bit of hearing, you know, so much bitching. I mean, you, I mean, fucking anybody from Boston you know, would tell you, I mean, yeah. you, you, you go up to somebody to get a cup of coffee in the morning after a loss. Right. And you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't have to fucking say good morning. You don't say hi. You don't say anything. What you do is you fucking give the order. You know, you say, I want a fucking, I want a coffee regular, whatever. And then they basically look at you and you both know. It doesn't matter whether you're the fucking drive-in person, the fucking a lawyer, a doctor, you're fucking anything. The person changing your tire. Everybody knows that fucking blah, blah just gave up the blah, blah and the blah, blah inning. The manager didn't take out somebody at the right time and everybody's bitching about it constantly. Yeah. So you go to store to store to store. You get a sandwich, you hear it. You go fucking, you go to the star market, you get milk, you fucking hear it. You hear it from the checker. You hear it from the fucking person getting the carts. You hear it when you're on your way home. You hear it on the radio, and then you hear it from your grandpa. You're like, "Oh, the fucking Red Sox are miserable." It's like, so growing up there was, yeah. I mean, I don't know how it is in other places, but I would imagine the more miserable the weather is, and I've I've determined this right. The more, the harder it is for you to get up and get inside your fucking car to go to work, right? Just to go to work. Mm-hmm. that's how pissed off you're going to more pissed. You're going to be at your team. That's what I've, I've totally determined that I'm like, you is know that I mean? based on uh, Cleveland research? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be rooted in Cleveland for sure. <laughs> I spent a lot of Fuck. time, my old job, I had to go to Cleveland uh, quite a bit and Oh my God. Like, that's it. The, I mean, the weather there is miserable. Yeah, and it's and it's different. It's it's a very different weather than uh, on the East Coast. Oh man, I mean, they. I can't imagine if slash when the Browns ever oh, figure it out and <laughs> and turn that team around and win a Super Bowl. Like I, I really can't imagine what would happen out there. Yeah. What would happen? You know, I'm, I'm very happy for them for their Cavaliers win. Finally. Wait, like, are you from Cleveland? 
No, 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 no. Actually, my mom is from, my mom was born out there and it was a, it was, it was such a bummer because every time I went during baseball season, whenever I went, the Indians were away like every single time. And I would be, you know, I'd be flying home on Friday morning and that would be when they'd be returning for their weekend homestand. And finally, my very last trip out there, they were actually home. I, you know, bought myself a ticket to a game. I went by myself and walked the whole stadium like for half of the game. It's actually a really cool stadium. I don't know. It was just, yeah, yeah. it was really cool finally being able to go there. That's awesome. Not like Fenway, of course. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. Fenway, I mean, dude, different. you were lucky enough to fucking grow up around there, man. I mean, it was uh, beautiful. I mean, there's just a gorgeous place to, and once again, it's it's not a comfortable place, but it's, yeah. it's a very vivacious place. The people make it, you know, as soon as you, you know, you're, you're around the stadium, as soon as you're trying to find parking, you're fucking, you can feel it. Just, just you can feel the the, the sickness, and smell the the sickness, dude. You can <laughs> you can just smell it. You know, you can you can taste yeah. the pain in, yeah. in, in the stadium. You're sitting there and you're like, "What the fuck is that taste?" And you're like, "Yeah, oh. it's everybody's tears." Yeah, and it's the, it, bitterness. Is. it is. It is. Yeah. It really fucking is. Uh, so um, when you were a kid, how, like how many games we were, were you probably, going to? A bunch of games, or yeah, we probably went. I mean, to me, it felt like a lot, but now that I think mm-hmm. back, it it was like probably three games a summer or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like the kind of mid middle class, whatever, trying to, we watched the games and we listened to the games. Uh, we, we actually had a ceremony that we would listen to the games outside a lot on a day game. Like it was really fun. Oh, yeah. Like I kind of grew up with the radio. That's why I use um, MLB, uh, you know, that the app on the, the phone. Yeah. I, li- I love yeah. listening to the audio. I, I fucking love the audio. I, I, yeah, same here. I, yeah. I, I love listening to audio. I, I love the radio. I, you know what I mean? I like listening to live. Like I even like listening to Felger and Maz, even though they're, they're jackasses. They're fucking, it's, it's at least it's live and it's fresh. Right. Like, like kind of like this is, except it's, you know, it's live. It's too bad that they kind of screwed the pooch with getting rid of Orsillo. Yeah, they did. They fucked that up. I mean, I think people, I, I probably take the other stance because I'm sick of hearing about it on Twitter, but I, I, I am, <laughs> I kind of get like, you know, like who's doing it now? The guy who did the radio all these years, you know, uh, Joe. Castiglione. Uh, yeah, Castiglione's still there. And then that's O'Brien, right? He's doing it for us now. Yeah, O'Brien and yeah. Steve Lyons, who's yeah, horrible. Fucking horrible, dude. He is yeah. horrible because he's yeah. like, you, you can just tell what type of a guy he is. You know, it comes down to it. You're like, you don't want to listen to this fucking moron. He's like, yeah, he, he, he's opinionated, but it's like, no, dude, uh, he, you can tell he's trying to stroke what people might want to hear sometimes too. And right. You know, give me, I mean, you know, Eckersley's like fucking, he's the, he's, he's great. I mean, he's fucking unbelievable. Like, yeah. His commentary is just like so fucking, you know, I, 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 I tell Jared Carabas this all the time. I'm like, yeah, someday dude, if you're ever a, you know, a broadcaster of some sort or something, you, I could see you being a lot like Dennis Eckersley where you're, you know, you're shooting right from the hip. You know, if you, yeah. if you think it's fucking ridiculous, it's ridiculous. And he'll say it, you know? Yeah. Well, and Steve Lyons is just a, he's riding the fence so hard. <laughs> like you can tell he, it's like every one of his games. Yeah. It's almost as if he feels like he needs to save his job. Like he's just really trying to not upset the apple cart. And that's, that yeah, it doesn't work with this team. It just doesn't work at all. Part of my, 
you know, and you hear, yeah, you hear all the shit, you know, people calling for John Farrell, Farrell's job. And yeah, to tell you the truth, <clears throat> I'm kind of like, when I listen to the guy talk, you know, I kind of, I don't even know whether I like him or not. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know whether I blame the manager as much as most people do, but mm -hmm. I, I definitely have been blaming for the first year. Like the decisions have been more glaring. Yeah. I want to yeah. say like where you're like, okay. And it's, and everybody has helped me see that. Like the Twitter bloggers and people, who, right, 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 right. Who, you know, they're like, they, they, they show me that, oh, okay. Like that, you know, they, you learn everything with baseball you learn every day and you're like, yeah, you learn more about how they fucking shit up. And, and I think this year was so much like, I really, I really liked Farrell and I was excited when they got him. So was I. I mean, God, I, I wanted to like throw things out windows when they got rid of Tito. Oh, I mean, me too, me too. That was just yeah, such an unfortunate like. Yeah, and the whole way it went down. Yeah, Ugh, and and, and then bringing in to Bobby Valentine was slapping the dick. Uh, yeah, I mean slapping the dick, dude. Just just clearly showing that they really didn't know what they were doing. They had no fucking clue. <laughs> I they, mean, yeah, they have no fuck. That front office has no fucking idea what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. I think Dombrowski has done a good job. Yeah. Um, doing what he's, you know, what everybody thought he was going to be doing, you know, by, by yeah. getting rid of certain pieces and stuff. I, uh, I just hope, I hope he's not a hit and run guy. I really do. Like yeah. the, some of the, you know, what we got rid of to get Pomeranz. And that's the thing. Like, you never know. Like, we won't know until five, 10 years down the road. Like, was that a horrible move? And it seems right. like it was, but yeah. who knows? And, I think it was you know, for him, man. That was a. That well, for could, yeah, yeah, for Pomeranz, it absolutely uh, what. Yeah. That's just. Um, I mean, that inspired so many hateful tweets. I don't even know. I mean, that fucking kid. <laughs> that kid just like, come on, what the? Yeah. F and then, dude, you know, even in the last game when he fucking coughed up that home run. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't actually been well enough to go back and revisit any of it yet. I, I, I still have Porcello's three home runs. I have mm -hmm. his three home runs, and I have prices. How many? Oh God! Two? Yeah, two, I think right? it was two. That's yeah. all I have in my head now. So I, I'm not I ready. Mean, I'm not ready, man. <laughs> who? I, I don't awesome. know. I I was watching a game last night um, against Tampa, and I tweeted out a video of of Poppy hitting this massive home run, and later on in that inning, I think they had two runners on and. Travis hit a mighty comebacker to the pitcher and I almost rewound that bit just to Jeez. just to send it to you and ask how much you were going to miss that this season. <laughs> I would have died if you sent me that because that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, good old Travis Shaw. Uh, Jesus, man. So you know, I don't I, really have anything against the guy. I mean, I, I think it, I'm I, I think it was a matter of you actually got a response. You know what I mean? Like how many people yeah, ripped totally. on him during totally. the season? And it's just a matter of he was responding and he chose yours to respond to. So he totally did. I would have been fine with the response on the record if he didn't use a little emoji. He used a little emoji, that little guy that's got his little hand on the chin. That's like, hmm, that just, that just set me off, dude. I was like, no way. I was like, no, don't don't use an emoji. Just be, just be straight with me. Come on. I was just listening to the other day the Section Ten 
and them like really being like, God, what happened with Bruzo and, and Travis Shaw? Like we gotta, we gotta talk to him and find out what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's funny is those guys, they really, they, (laughs) especially Steve, the, the producer of section 10. Yeah. He follows my feed because he likes to see my obscenities and stuff. And he (laughs) caught, he caught the, uh, the war and he i think he blew it up and it was so hilarious when he blew it up because i actually you know i that's really the first twitter war i ever really got into where somebody had actually responded back and it gets you so hot like my yeah. my forehead started sweating and like my <laughs> hands got all clammy and i'm like oh god what, what, what do i what do i say like right, right. I, I have to be smart and if i if i don't if I don't, if I don't do it fast, I'm going to sound like an idiot. And then yeah, yeah. I sound like an idiot anyway, when I respond back to him. But there's that whole thing, I think with Twitter, if, if you don't respond quick enough, and I've been, I've been told this, if you don't respond quick enough, then you're thinking too hard and you're, you've already lost. So right, I think right. I, it was like a, it was a quick shot. It was a, it was a shoot back. Like, dude, leave me alone. What the fuck? You're a professional yeah, yeah. ball player. What's the matter? I shouldn't have said what I said. I was feeling so emotional that night, like somebody had retweeted a picture of him, like this cute, really cutesy picture of him, like smiling with the Red Sox hat on. And, you know, I was just such in a bad mood those three minutes that I saw the tweet and I just (laughs) responded back like such an asshole. I'm all, dude, if I see your face again, I'm going to puke or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was such an asshole move of me. Like I, I, I told, I even told my wife, and she's like, "What's the matter with you? You're so jealous. <laughs> You're jealous of professional baseball players." And it's, it's probably, it's probably true. You know, I, I was redshirted when I was in college, so I never got to do anything about it, and that's probably why I'm striking back at him because he's got that like entitlement thing, and I know that his family is involved with baseball and stuff, and I just went yeah. for the jugular. And those guys, ever since they started, what they really are is they started off as a therapy session for me. Like, I bet, like, this is really embarrassing. Like, I would call them and leave messages just for the hell of it. Like, before they, I mean, I would just leave messages if I was pissed, if I was happy, because nobody around my family wants to hear it. They're so sick and tired of hearing me complain about the Red Sox. Like, I, that that voicemail is just like my, I owe them money. Like, I, I should be paying them therapy, therapy bills. And Carabas knows it. I mean, it's, it's, it's very humbling. <laughs> And it's funny too, because a lot of times I, and I think at one point somebody, somebody started it and was asking, I wonder, you know, what other fan bases are like on Twitter. And aside from the obvious, like the Blue Jays fan base and stuff like that, like I've always wanted to kind of (laughs) research into that. Like what, what really is, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a a really random team like the i don't know the phillies what is their and the cardinals like what is their twitter fan base like in comparison it's nothing like it's, i mean dude i think the red sox twitter is just ridiculous i love it yeah, love it. yeah. all this diseased heartbroken going gray freaks dude just holding on to a prayer yeah, just people you know, basically on the verge of it. jumping off of new Big Poppy Bridge, basically. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, it's so right. After one game, too. After after one inning. Totally, yeah. It's game three of the season, and what are we doing? Thanks, Thanks a lot, David, David Price. Price. Yeah, Jesus. Thanks, David. <laughs> That's another one. Jesus, don't get me going. I mean, what the- <laughs> 
I was, was going to bring him up when you were talking about how much money Travis Shaw makes and how you would, if you were making 800000 to a million, like you wouldn't care. And it's funny to me. Uh, and they talked about this on Section 10 about uh, how David Price and a lot of other people are responding to people saying things. But then I, I guess you go back to like, and I say this to some people at my work, uh, as well, who we are not making even close to $100,000 and saying to them, like, everybody is gooey on the inside, no matter how hard their shell on the outside is or seems to be or that they make it out to be like, we all are gooey. So I, I guess to them, like, it's, I love that. It's how much you are going to read and respond to and care about the trolls, I guess. I mean, if, if you're a athlete or a, or a celebrity or whatever, like you kind of either have to be ready for, you know, it's kind of like Brandon McCarthy. I'll bring this up because this just happened yesterday. You know, he, he was one of many who did a tweet in regards to um, Carrie Fisher dying and, and I actually brought, brought it up on my Twitter. Twitter. Like, right, right. I saw that. Dude, I saw you, you got to pick the... She, she has been dead for less than an hour, and you're, like, talking about how, how all of our dads were... Please, yeah. Please. <laughs> just, I don't know if there's a right time for it, but Rubbing one out. in an hour after she dies definitely is not. And, you know, if you're, if you're in the spotlight and you have so many people following you, like, you can expect... Especially if you say something dumb like that for people to kind of be jumping on you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. I mean, you know, the, the, what you just said is is gorgeous. I, I got to, I mean, the gooey thing, I'm going to tell that to my son. I love that. You know why? Because I love that analogy. Like we're all hard on the outside, regardless of what we're doing or how much money we make or whatever. But on the inside, we're goo and we're, 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 you know, like people, regardless, because, because David Price, man, that guy makes, he seriously makes, I think it's like $50,000 a pitch yeah, or something yeah. like that. So like, that's totally it, man. I love that phrase. We're gooey. I love gooey. <laughs> we are gooey. So, so okay. okay. We, we are, are so far off track. track. So anyways, um, I've gone back, like I, like I said earlier, I went back and uh, just randomly picked a game just because I wanted to watch some baseball last night. I also have been going back and watching Chris Sale's appearances from Ooh, last season. Ooh, what a season, good idea. Just to really like... He's crazy, isn't he? Huh. <sighs> he's so good. He's, I, I mean, He's scary, man. <laughs> yeah. He scares me. I can't me. wait to see what he can do yeah, he's, for he's, us. He scares me. I mean, as long as he knock on wood, and I'm knocking with every fucking hand I have here, man. Knock on wood, he stays healthy because... Yeah. He's a he's a force. You know why? Because yeah. he's got it, man. He's got that it, dude. He's got that fighting ass. Fucking, I don't know where he gets it from because he doesn't look like he'd be that way. But he's got like that tough ass. I'm gonna fucking strike your shit out. Yeah, okay? yeah you know what I mean. He's like, like a Randy. He really yeah, is, he is like Randy Johnson. He is Randy like Johnson. Holy he shit! He is tall and lanky yeah, and in a bull. Just fucking bull. just like aggressive. Yeah. On the mound, I mean, he's great. Like, I'm, I'm really enjoying 
I, I mean, I probably saw him, you know, pitch a couple of times over the course of last season, but now watching all these other games, you know, you know, uh, it's, it's I'm just very fucking, excited. It's just amazing. You know, real fast. I, I honestly, you know, remember Jake Peavy? Yeah. Okay. Now I'd like to use him and talk to him. Maybe I'll send a tweet to David Price and tell him this and say, dude, this is the problem, right? Look, you have Jake Peavy and he was good for the Giants. I remember watching him here. He was great yeah. for the Giants. I would like to say, you know why he wasn't ridiculed that much in Boston? Because he sucked ass. He sucked. He fucking sucked. Even when we yeah, won, he, was not he sucked. You know yeah. why? Because he fucking tried his balls off. Yeah. He looked like he was fucking trying his fucking nutsack off. Like yeah. he was going to explode because he was so fucking pissed. And yeah. that's why Boston fucking loved him. Because I don't even remember what his fucking record was. And then you look at David Price, okay? And this is what I want to tell him. Maybe maybe he'll listen to this podcast. Who knows? And I want to say, dude, you know what? Look, when you give up a bomb, don't do those fucking short breaths. Those short, shallow fucking breaths in that that little dry spitting fucking, hey, I'm a boy. he does that little fucking, uh, with his shoulders, oh boy, oh, yeah. oh yeah. give me the ball. No, no, sh- just fucking go to acting class. Show me some shit. Show me yeah. some, Arr. I'm going to see some, you know, like damn or something, you know? I mean, I know it hurts him. I know it does. It sucks yeah. to be humiliated in front of millions of people, but fucking look like you give a shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. fucking please. You know, and, and look like you're determined to turn it around as opposed to like, you know, it, it, it looks like you, we can see you beating up on yourself. Yeah, exactly. On the mound, you know, like I would like to tell him, dude, just be Jake Peavy. Just yeah. look like you give a shit. I mean, I mean, even have a little bit of John Lackey, like yeah. Lackey totally turned it around and, and he was the big and and I used to see this when he was in Anaheim because of, you know, I, I'm surrounded by angels fans here. Like all my friends, my wife, you know, we go, we used to go to a few games a year. Now we don't go as much because of the kids, but seen John Lackey since season one, I was actually at game seven of the world series when they won. Oh my God. um, When the angels won. Wow. Um, They beat the giants. Yeah. I yeah. was on the opposite end of that. I mean, watching it, man. I was that fucking killed me. Oh my yeah. god. That was that was intense. Oh my god. Uh, and all those glorious thunder sticks and the rally oh, monkey. The rally monkey, dude. That little <laughs> bastard. Oh, that little fucking bastard. Uh, uh. There's so many things about the angels that drive me nuts. But anyways, you know, seeing like and I remember he did it in Boston and people used to get on him for it when he would show somebody up a would, teammate. Yeah, yeah like yeah. somebody would do something in the field and he would just stare them down and <laughs> I be love pissed that. off and whatever. <laughs> I mean I at least it. he had some fire to yeah. him though, you know? I mean yeah, I love it. That's that's uncool to do that, but he definitely I love that how much he turned it around and as I was gonna say when we were talking before I, I really like I, I hate saying this out loud, but I really do hope that somebody I think Hanley did that. Hanley did that this last season. You know, I think everybody had kind of given up on him and he kind of was yeah, you're a, right. You're a, right. a big failure. And he completely turned that around on its ear this year. And I would I don't think I don't think Pablo Sandoval is going to do that, but I would love to see him somehow 
He's like, gonna hit. I think he's gonna hit this year, dude. I, I hope. I, I really do. Th- I, I mean, I'm. I I had my share of ridiculing him, but you know what? I've seen him too much here in San Francisco. That mm-hmm. he just, dude. He's he's never gonna be a three twenty hitter, you know. But he's like a two eighty hitter. But he's clutch. The guy's fucking clutch, and he has been opposite. Like he did nothing like he what yeah. he did in San Francisco. Like, yeah. and I'm not even talking about the postseason. But the guy used to try. I mean. He just fucking got squished here, man. No pun yeah. intended. He got fucking yeah. squished. Like fucking yeah. wow, I've never seen such a bad transfer before in my life. Like yeah. I was watching it unfold and I'm like, oh my God, dude, he's gonna get run out of here. Nobody's yes. gonna know who he is. You know? I'm I'm, I'm hopping that year off, kind of like what Me Lackey too. had. Like I'm hoping that year off from it and being able to see it a little bit from the outside, like does something good for him. So Me too, man. Time will tell. Me too. Maybe we'll get Mill Whittlebrooks back. The <laughs> <laughs> kid back at the hot corner. Whittlebrooks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. you you uh, also are a huge Celtics fan. Yes. And uh, did you did you get to go to any? Did the you guys Garden. go to any Boston Garden games back in their heyday back then? Limited, maybe once a year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was uh, the Bruins were a big deal. The Bruins okay. were, the, were the you know. My sister was an ice skater, so it was kind of like uh, the ice skating was a thing, and we were always around the rink, so we were always at the Garden. But I was only at the Garden a little bit to see the Celtics. I saw Bird, of course. I saw Ainge. Oh, you did see Bird. Yeah, oh, you dude. saw those guys play in person. Oh, That's great, dude. Larry Parrish and all that shit. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh dude, it was amazing. But uh, you know, I was out here when they they did it. You know. I mean, 86, I remember, but I, I don't remember what year was that? 2007, right? When they beat the Lakers? Uh, Garnett years? Yeah. 2007. Yeah. That was like, you know, that was like, I could, and that was in the new garden, right? Wasn't that the new garden? Yeah. I think that was new garden. The TD garden. But that place, the old garden rivals Fenway, you know, it's, it's this, it was the same cathedral i would imagine mm-hmm. how like i've never been to madison square garden so so you went to a lot more bruins games then yes when you were little yeah bruins didn't like it hated it really yeah i hated it, <laughs> I hated it. i'm not ashamed to say it i hated it i didn't understand the game yeah I, you know it was uh it it looked as stupid as it would look to anybody who had just turned it on for the first time when you see the puck going back and forth with people yeah, yeah. trying to score and you have no idea why it's taking so long for one goal to go in. And then I, I, I really do believe it's an older type thing to watch. Like my son tries to watch it with me and he's just like, where's the puck? Mm-hmm, <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. you can't see the fucking puck. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's one of those games where if you can't see the actual ball and you just watch people, move around Doing and it's stuff, kind of yeah. and then especially live if you don't have good seats you're just it just looks like a bunch of people like hurting to one section of the ice yeah you know, it's just like you know, back and forth yeah. like, it's like don't don't say this all too loud because fox may bring back uh fox tracks uh-oh. if you if you talk <laughs> about this too much do you remember that yeah i do <laughs> God, that was that was when i was in the peak of my what passion that? for hockey that was like somewhere yeah. somewhere okay. between yeah, 92 yeah. and 95 okay um because i remember who i was uh watching and who i was watching it with i i so i back then pavel bure i was into wayne gretzky was like my number one 
And uh, Pavel Bure was like my firm also number one. And so I was a huge Canucks fan Canucks, yeah. um, for a long time. And then he went to the Panthers. And where were we before that? Hockey. Talked Celtics. We talked Red, Red Sox. Sox. Let's bring it back to the Red mm-hmm. Sox. Like, what do you, what do you think? What are you thinking for for this year? How are you feeling about the 2017 season? I feel good. I feel good as long as there's health with the pitching staff. I think that you know it's going to suck without David there. Just visually, it's going to be weird. Oh God, it's going to be yeah. weird. Uh, no matter what, it's just going to be weird. I don't care yeah. if they brought in. I didn't even give a shit who they brought in. Like it's just weird without David Ortiz. I don't. Ed, I, Ed, Edwin enchiladas. Yeah, enchilada, enchiladas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think that um, pitching wins down deep and i think that if if it all goes well i you know i i, I even have hopes for a price this year i think that yeah. the, i think that you know sale takes the pressure off price price delivers i just read that eduardo just got hurt again i don't fucking yeah, trust I just him. tweaked his same fucking, knee today yeah i don't fucking trust him you know why i don't like his makeup so i'm the wrong guy to ask about him i just uh, yeah. all, all the talent in the world but craig yeah. kimbrell dude he's a fucking heart attack watching him is like watching a fucking heart attack I mean, yeah. I, I, I actually can't believe how sick he made me last year, <laughs> like yeah, watching yeah. him. Like, I, I I mean, he made me sick. You know, I'm hoping that Carson Smith, now that he comes back, that's going to do some damage. I mean, having him yeah. healthy is going to be a big addition. It's almost like they went and got another pitcher, you know? Yeah. So, and with so. Thornburg. Yeah, Thornburg. That, he's going to really be good. should do he's something. Good. I, yeah, I think so. I think he comes in very under the radar, like – you know, he doesn't come with a ton of expectations. Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, even I, I, I think, said, "Really, Thornburg?" And then I looked, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, shit." Yeah, yeah, All right. All right. yeah. He's another guy that I have to, I have to do some off-season research, uh, MLB at bat watching of. Yeah, um, yeah. You just gave me a good idea. I don't, yeah. I don't know why I don't do that. It's e- it's easy too, like for for guys like him because. You know, for sale, I've just been not even watching the White Sox offense. I've just been, you know, skipping to their half, his half of the inning. Right. right. Um, and with Thornburg, like, you know, you're jumping to one inning of a game or whatever. It's just having to find where it is. And Oh, and right, everything. right, right. Yeah, yeah, set up roll. Um, yeah, but, but I'm, um, I'm optimistic. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm really curious to watch Ben Attendee and Betts this year. I mm-hmm. love watching them. I, I don't want to get too close to Xander because I think he's going to be gone at some point. So I'm like, yeah, I agree with you, that. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to love them, but I just, I, I'm such a little bitch. Like I, I, I hate when they get rid of people and I think it's just with Boris and stuff. I don't think he's going to stay. I, I yeah. it just smells that way for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. I hope Hanley stays Hanley. I really do. I, yeah. I, I hope he, has grown up a Without lot. Poppy the there, yeah, yeah, you gotta hope he he hope. can uh, have that fire in him still. I hope, and then you know we don't have Clay Buckles to make fun of anymore. How's that? I know. What the fuck? <laughs> it's weird. It's that's weird because he's been there a long fucking time, like a long I, time. I remember like being so amped during me. his no hitter. Like him with me, you man. know, God, like being so excited and, and thinking like, this is God. And even saying that makes me think of John Lester and that just makes me sad still. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
He I was know. he was the I think he was the last he was the pitcher that I saw in my second game at Fenway. And I mean I I went out to Boston and I saw two games. I saw a Friday night game and a Saturday day game. Oh yeah. And the day game, it. I was behind home plate like seven rows back or something and got to watch Lester. And I think I watched him in Anaheim two other times. Um, so I've, I I was really bummed when they got rid of him. And I'm I God, I hope we get to face the Cubs in the postseason. So do I, I really do like so do I. Uh, even even so if bad. some of those guys aren't there like i just want i i just want theo to be there and for for us to just demolish them somehow crush, crush them i want <sighs> joe madden to be crushed yeah <laughs> i never i mean Fucking that guy. same thing like madden you know i watched him because he was out here with the angels yeah and uh, i just remember like being so frustrated with him as a as the rays manager too and and enough with every shift and yeah, everything. I respect him, but come on, you know. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see what happens this year. Like, I think it could be a really like could and should honestly like offensively. We've lost Poppy, which I mean is is a huge loss it is. in in it's all in all it's realms. Um, but I mean, that's you know that's. 40 home runs, really, if you're going to, I mean, 40 home runs, 125 plus RBIs this past season that you really aren't replacing. No, they aren't. They didn't. I mean, it's just going to be less, I mean, not as high scoring, I hope. I hope. I hope. They don't yeah, have to. And, and I don't you're know who the clutch is going to be. You know? You're hoping that the pitching kind of. Sucks that up. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not going to be 15 to seven games anymore. And hopefully it's. Doesn't you know, to six to three or six to two wins instead. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I'm I'm curious to see how it all goes. I'm curious to see what happens with Farrell. You know, I, I think if if they if they were to take a first round exit again, uh, depending guy, on how if if everybody's healthy and kind of everything goes the way it should, and they were to take a, a first round exit, like that could be detrimental to his stay. I agree. And and then what are you going to do? I mean, Lavolo's Lavulo's gone now. Yeah, that, that they fucked the pooch on that one, man. They shouldn't have let him go. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. The clubhouse, they, the kids loved him. Everything I've read, the kid, they all loved him. So yeah, but yeah, hopefully a good. You know, I I, I hope that it doesn't take another couple of years off of us. The past, you know, last season was just so crazy making. Yeah, I've never really been through a season like that where they were so good and yet they sucked so bad at times. And then they had the best offense I've ever seen in the history of the game. And then they fucking would lose five in a row. And then like, what What kind of a team was that? It was the most yeah. inconsistent heart attack. Like, yeah. like, I've never seen anything like that before. Ever. I've never been that, through anything like that before. I mean, uh, that ending really was like that. Personified it. Like. It, it, yeah, and it was it was like the Francona collapse all in like a week exactly. instead of like a month or more. It was. It was. It was just ugh. fucking Indians. So God, yeah, damn it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, God, and to lose it to Tito, like fucking to have to watch yeah. him and, and Napoli and and Travis Shaw was happy that they won because he's from fucking Cleveland and he tweeted yeah. it and I tweeted to him. I'm all really, dude. 
Seriously? You just fucking yeah. tweeted that yeah. you're happy that they fucking lost? What the fuck are you saying? Yeah, and you got to see LeBron in the stands. Yeah, happy. Waving his fucking... <laughs> yeah. Going crazy, doing his Pretty- dance. Putting his uh, his uh, Yankees hat in his back yeah, pocket. Yeah, you and, fucking douche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of solidified that. Yeah, seriously. All right. Well, uh, I think we basically have run completely the gamut on all of this. Yeah, um, man. Thank you for your time. So, yeah. I you know your no, wife's waiting you. for you, man. You know? Thank you very much for uh, finally yeah. making this happen. Um, and that is on, you know on amazing terms yeah. you know um, I, it was well worth having this conversation and now we can finally talk on the phone fuck yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> we, we finally took the lid off of that we could be friends dude much. we could yeah. be friends <laughs> you guys have all witnessed like the that was basically like us jumping around home plate in celebration yeah. <laughs> I have like, a new friend <laughs> now I can talk to <laughs> Uh, there's got to be some way to like digitally create some. Uh, you I know, can, there should be. Austin can do it. Austin is the guy who creates those funky like uh, faces over players. Like yeah, yeah, Austin, yeah. I know yeah. you're listening to this. You got to put Joe and my face <laughs> on like two baseball Please. players and have us just jumping around on the field, <laughs> hugging, hugging, yeah. dude. Man, yeah, that was that big was man that right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll send all that right. to my family too. Anyway. Yeah, they will love that. Yeah, they'll love that. For all of you listening, you can find Joe and all of his love and hatred for <laughs> our sports teams on Twitter at JBJR Ruzese, which is B R U Z Z E S E. Oh, yeah. It's because uh, I'm a junior. That's why I put that. Oh, yeah. Oh, so it's JB Jr. Bruzzese. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Um, so that's where you can find him on Twitter and follow him during find the Red Sox me. season so that you can uh, see him try to get blocked by people that he doesn't like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and see if he's successful at that. You can also hear him. I'll throw this out to Section 10. Um, find the Section 10 podcast. And you can hear some of Joe's uh, oh, yeah. late night voicemails um, <laughs> on their podcast. So, uh, yeah, all the guys Classic speak shit. and think very highly of, of their boy Bruzo for a good reason. So oh, everybody make sure you if you didn't listen to the episode with Joe and I where uh, we talk about being dads, make sure you check that one out. That's the episode before this, and we will. I'll do a little play out, and you'll get to hear some Humphreys McGee that you're kind of hearing right now underneath all of this, and you'll get to hear some of that as we play out. And maybe you'll see me and Joe um, doing that on the field man hug dance at an Humphreys McGee show or a fish show sometime next year. Fuck yeah. All right. All right, everyone, that was Joe Bruzzese and me and our Fork in the Road conversation talking a lot about sports and music and some other things and uh, really trying not to rile him up too much about uh, things like politics and whatnot. So thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again to Joe for taking the time to uh, record with me. I'm really glad that we did. That definitely brought our friendship up to... I don't know, Joe, what he's level seven or eight of 10 now. Now we just need to actually meet and shake hands and hug and hang out. 
You can find Daddy Unscripted on pretty much all social media formats. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, all under Daddy Unscripted. And you can drop me a line at daddyunscripted at gmail.com. Love to hear your input and your thoughts on who we should have on the show. I love that feedback. I love getting that information from you guys. So thanks again to everybody who has done that already in the past. And I am trying to get some of those people on working hard on it now. So I appreciate your help also for those of you who have reached out to other people for me on my behalf. Just trying to make the show better in 2017, you know, get some good guests. We've got some great people that are in the works um, getting ready to do some more remote recordings. So definitely make sure you pay attention. We've got some uh, really, really astounding people coming on. So I'm excited about that. Again, I can't not say thank you to Umphreys McGee for allowing me to play their music on the podcast. I'm really excited about that partnership. So make sure you check them out at umphreys.com. It is now, what, January? And they are already doing some shows but they have a lot coming up so make sure you check them out and see if they are playing near you if you are ready to rock and maybe have your face melted a little bit by some amazing music check them out so stay tuned for the next episodes that should be coming out in a week or so thanks you guys (laughs) 